outside Sir Dragon A, incentivised kicks at the 150 from Tafane, and they were followed by Mayunga, who's coming hard, incentivised holding on from Mayunga, incentivised makes a statement in the group one. Welcome to Bet Doctor, behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK here with me. I'm here, Scoot. Yes. Hollywood. Been a big week. I think that's your new nickname, Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> oh, it might be with DK, mate. We'll just stick with that. But uh, yeah, it's been a big week. We'll talk about that. Nico Noonan, fresh. Up and about. Big week. Super Clark Stakes Day from Caulfield. Very elegant running in Sydney. Uh, Nature Strip, Mars Crusader. It's going to be a weekend. massive weekend of racing. Hot weekend of racing. Springs in full swing. Righto, DK. Right. Let's talk about the agenda, a little wagering show. Yeah. Are we happy with what they, they put on? There was a, must have been a lot right. of hot stuff left on the cutting room floor. Well, there was a lot of edits. A lot of edits, yeah. A lot of edits. Well, they had a, so, when we when we um, filmed it, we filmed enough for one and a half hours show, and then afterwards they said, "Look, we're not sure what we'll do. One and a half is a long time. We want to keep the viewers engaged. We might have to cut it back. Or we'll probably we'll cut it back to an hour. We'll just see what happens." So they end up doing that. So you know, so a bit, fair bit ended up on the cutting room floor. But I was I was pretty happy with. Um, well, I haven't had in depth look. I watched it once with the misses and whatnot, and uh, I was pretty happy. It got across. Um, we want to talk about a few things that people say they wouldn't hear much about, so the syndicates mm, mm. and the, the the book, the corporate bookies, how their pricing is all linked, linked and... robot, robotically linked together. Yep. Um, the syndicates and and the positivity, because in Victoria we've been very lucky with RV and minimum bet laws are in, as we heard the other night, deductions. Yeah, that's a massive win, isn't it? So it seems like the lobbying's worked and... You and Richard going in there having chats with RV and RV being approachable as well. You wouldn't have that up at North Korea. It's fantastic that we're going to get standardised deductions rolled out sometime in this season. Yeah. So we're happy to wait, but it'll be good because at the moment, there's, uh, obviously Sportsbet have got a different way with their emergencies yeah. and it's a dog's breakfast at the dog's moment. Breakfast. And Juppie, Juppie said, you know, we've been operating under the standardised deductions on course for however long. And surely it um, it just needs raining in, and that's what RV are going to do. Mm. So I guess the lobbying works. There's obviously you know the the, the pressure that we put on the rant um, and the mailbag and other shows. It shows like we were on the other like, and you know, the Matt, agenda. Matt, that Matt, all Matt, helps. Matt Welsh and Simo like yeah. they're they're punters and they they want the best for the industry. So and I suppose the other thing I want to keep right. So we didn't want to go. I didn't want to you know with all that stuff that RV's been doing. There's positivity, mm. and we, yeah, I wanted to hear because we've got a new generation's coming in the last eighteen months. Mm. You know of, of punters due to due to COVID and. You know, I want to get out there. What a what a bloody great caper! With mean, horse racing, a fantastic sport, and you can bet on it, yeah. and you can win at betting on it. Like yeah. you know, it's just so I want to get that across as well. And, and what a, what a great caper it is! So hopefully that came across. I know you would you ever look, Nico. Yeah, I, I sort of uh, had a quick look at it, and I thought everything was yeah positive. Like you said, there's been a lot of positivity recently in the space, and there's no point going on a show like that and just and dropping in all the negatives. Yeah. Still, mm. like there's there's probably not that many left at the moment. The deductions was probably one that was just. Just, like still going to be an issue yeah. for the spring and all that, but yeah. I imagine sort of come next year that might be sort Absolutely. of changed. It's been taken care of, and RV's led the way with that. And just those three, you know, things we might have blued about over the last course of five years, jump outs, you know, that's been taken to the next yeah, level. Yeah, that's been taken Is care it? of. It's been fantastic. So we've got all that information. Confined it all. Yeah, confined it all. And um, I think I mentioned that, you know, punters have never been better off as far as info, source of information and, and, and what's out there shows. Like I said, I went back to, we'll get him on today, Mark Lamborn, you know, that's probably the only one. Say five six years ago, you get some pearls of gold and help your punting sort of public. Now there's our show and the racing rant still and and, and Nico's show, Nico's, yeah. Nico's, Nico's the show racing show. So it's all out there, and I think it's, it's yeah, it's never been a better time for yeah. It. Even even with like um my sort of podcast, the racing show, I do with my brother. Like looking at our sort of analytics and data, like a lot of our audience is young between mm, yeah. eighteen and thirty six. Like yeah. that is majority of our audience. Yeah. So it's probably, terrific. probably similar with this show and. It just shows that yeah, recently the the younger sort of people they're getting engaged in the sport. It mm-hmm. is, yeah, and, and I think it's good because the smarter opinion. There's one journal in Victoria who said that uh, Animo was just a run on the weekend, and I think that's probably what's inspired us to create these sort of shows because I'd rather hear from punters and people that are invested in the game, and that's what Bet Doctors about. That's what Little Birdies about, and I want guys that have got skin in the game that feel and ride the bumps because we bet on everything that. Everything that we send out and tip out, we're on it. So we ride it and feel it, and we're watching it closer than anyone else and know where horses are going to end up. Um, that's what that's who I want to hear from, people that are living it. And yeah, breathing. yeah, no, that's totally, yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, even though I did agree, didn't well, didn't do anything special. To who, Animo? Yeah. You didn't, you, what, you don't? Really? No good? Huh? Well, we just had every possible and one first up. Well, like, oh, big deal. Like, okay. You know, TK. I went and watched it again this morning just to make sure. I said, you know, when your story was on the run sheet, I said, oh, gum. Yeah, I mean, it's that. 
sat three links off the lead, was clear on the turn, got asked for an effort at the 300, rounded them up on the line. Like, it won first up, but... Well, I think the, the improvement will come. He had, one, he had one trial yeah. leading in. He had a setback before the trial. Um, he'll go to the Golden Rose, probably nearly cherry ripe, and then he'll be perfect for the Guineas and yeah. then where, where they go to after that. Maybe drop um, the thing, the thing, the thing, the thing, the other thing that rated a heap better than him, the Count de Rupi or something. Well, he was the horse to follow out of that meeting. Well, you oh, gee, I tell you what, Casey McCutcheon is not going to be happy. He thinks that uh, Animo is an Everest contender. What so, race was he watching? Well, like it was a first up win, okay. I tell you, you, know? you saw the trial. We played it here last week when Animo just went past Gitra in the trial like it was stuck to the fence. Yeah, trolls, trolls. You know. oh, he's, come, he's come out and beaten it. Like it's always the run of the rose, the, the golden rose form is always the best form into the guineas, or it stands up in the Cornwall stud, or they're the horses that have just kicking off their preparations that can go onto a, a Cox Plate. Yeah. The Sydney Colts. No, I'm not, are, I'm not saying that. I'm, a lot of people better judge than Sydney. I just watched the race mm. and said, okay. Oh, well, there's a lot of people coming out and saying he's a star three year old. He's not going to get yeah. beaten. I think he's like two dollars twenty in the Caulfield Guineas at the moment. There you so, go. Like mm. there's. There's a huge back up, back up the track. There's a huge spruik on him already. So yeah. Anyway, oh, Nick's, Nick's opinion, mate. An opinion. Oh, well, that's good. It's good. You need someone on the uh, the lay side, someone on the back yeah. side. Oh, incentivise. I thought uh, I took him on last week. You did big oh, yeah. egg on face, and I, between sort of the three hundred and the two hundred and fifty. Oh, yeah, three hundred to the two hundred. There was that flat spot, and I thought, haha, he's on the canvas here. I thought on the corner he was gone. Yeah, I kind of stopped watching him. But then two hundred out, he just surged. And my heart sunk. Yes. And yes. Moanga just couldn't go past him. I thought Brett Preble explained it very well. Yeah. Um, and I'll, we'll, I'll talk about this because we'll talk about a race shortly at Geelong. Um, a similar thing happened. So the horse is at first, it's a staying horse, first up. So he said, I've got to be, you don't knock this, you know, I don't want to knock him around. He's got big targets, mm. big targets. So he said, oh, look, not much speed here. I'll take up the lead, but I've got to give it as soft a time as possible. And that soft a time as possible meant holding onto it. Mm. So then it turned into a sprint home. And, um, you know, luckily, he, uh, gee, Doug D, so he's a, he's a, he's a line finder, but um, wouldn't want it over again. Like, you know, not. Yeah, there would be some worrying moments if you were on. Like, he's a strong one pacer, so he doesn't want to take a sit and get boxed in behind him, does he? So it was a right, right tact. It was just, just shows you first up, staying horse, you know, does not big turn of foot, a builder, but can mm. be vulnerable to turns of footing. If something had a better turn of foot in that race, he would have got beat. Yeah, and the market was probably telling that he was there to play. He was firm nearly yeah. the whole day. The residual day. fitness he was smashed during the week. Like mm. the picket fence, the picket fence. I mean, they they don't get they very rarely get get stopped in the market with the picket fence, uh, especially if they're a good mapper. You know, they're going back and that maybe. Um, you got but, any controversial comments re incentivizing DK for the rest of the prep? <laughs> Come on, no, no. Well, he, like, look, it's the first time I've really seen him. I don't know much about him and Zaki and all those also. As I said, I've got my head buried in. Wherever the provincial meeting is, and then and have a look Geelong up. Geelong Maidens. So, so I look as a you know, Geelong Maiden. Yeah, that's right, exactly. But it'll be it'll be similar. We can watch a Geelong Maiden in a minute. I think exactly the same thing happened. And Moyles, Moyles got fucking beat. You know, whereas incentivised kick back and won. <laughs> if there's going to be a horse that's going to go through and win the cups, win the Melbourne Cup, Caulfield Cup, go and beat in this spring potentially, I think it's him. Oh yeah, so 55 and a half kilos, Caulfield Cup. Yeah, so there's what was all that chat about yesterday. Well, of, he of, sort of he said he gave him the but he gave him the proper weight, but he said lucky he weighted him to his He, he wanted to weight him higher. Give him fifty eight, he'd still would one. There you go. That's no, what I reckon. Nico's a better Well yeah, yeah, there you go. So it's very elegant sits fifty seven and a half. You got Sir Dragon A fifty eight, Cox Plate winner. It's all it's all relative to who's in the field. Like mm. there's not an all international mm. sort of depth there with the sort of COVID scenario this year and all the changes to the the quarantining they have to do. And then you look at the field like Sir Dragon A um, he's your top weight. Very elegant would be your top weight, but mm. she, of course she gets the mayor's allowance. And then you look at the other horses around him, um, it would be hard to make a case that he should get him with 52, even though he beat Mwanga and 50 stars and those kind of horses near him in the weights last start. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, anyway. Greg, Greg, he's, a, he's, a, I think he's he been handicapping horses for a long time. He knows what he's doing, the Greg Carpenter and all that, so... Mm. Flared everyone up. Mm. Also, what's flaring up is uh, COVID positive at Randwick. So I think one jockey up there, it's unconfirmed who it is, but um, we've got some suspicion. There's a couple of riders that are being uh, stood down. Or there's, there's one. So it'll be interesting to see if that spreads out of, out of control. Yeah, and hopefully the, it just doesn't worry, affect the, um, the, the big meeting. Particularly with Delta, it can be you know, spread, okay. so spread its tentacles quick and wide. It's probably not a big shock, but um, hopefully the racing, we've got, we've got processes in place where they just... Uh, Get everything organised and um, keep keep the show rolling. Uh, probably the only negative thing at racing at the moment is the whip rule. No. So it looks Please. like. What do you think? Does it oh, matter? I, I was flicking through the Herald Sun app and I saw this article pop up. This Mitchell Clark, whatever his name was, who wrote it, 
just this, tried to sensationalise this ad, and then I thought, don't get, don't, it's just, been, it's just, just imbo. He's an imbo, and the bloke who he's quoting the Animal Justice Party, like, please, the whip, the whip, well, they, what they got now is they've got it right, you know. We've got great horsemen and women using the whip. Um, if you watch replays, a million replays like I do, they're using it at the right times. Occasionally, someone steps over the line, they get dealt with. Mm. Um, but these padded whips, that's uh, what they've got now going is is the right formula. And any of this other stuff's just trying to rip up the bloody animal people and all that sort of stuff. What do you think, Nico? Play on. Yeah, chasing a story. Yeah, oh, mate, that's what it was. It was clickbait. Yeah. Fair dinkum. But the, he threw he threw Pecola in. No, and I think yeah, Pakula's coming yeah, out. There's a couple of people. And some bit. people backtracked and said because Pakula's got in, got t- yeah, on got the top. It wasn't me who said that. It was this bloke. Incorrectly quoted. Incorrectly quoted. Bit of a bit of a, uh, a whoopsie there. Mm. All right, DK, we're going to uh, have a little bit of a parade for you this week because you're the star of the show and you've been on Racing.com and the fanfare's about you and you've got all these new <laughs> followers and. Let's let's do a race. Let's give them the do DK race, uh, special. We uh, every time that we the DK previews a race on the show, they're pretty good strike rate, haven't they? Ah, oh, it's a little bit. I mean, of they're, trumpet, they're, they're, they're they're but they're trying to find a moral. <laughs> trying to find a moral for the people. Oh, let's okay. So let's go Friday at Geelong race for DK special. You've heard it on Racing.com. He is the uh, the king of provincials. Maidens at his go, and the one we're going to have a look at here is the McGrath agent, estate agent's maiden plate. I'm sure they're doing a roaring trade down at the Bellarine. 1700. Gundek is a favourite, and uh, DK out wide subscribers uh, would have nightmares about this one. We yes. backed it last start, and it got beaten in the shadows of the post. Uh, 205 out to 215 here, while about Harry $6 in from 750 $10 Grinzinger Knight. Uh, my brilliant Twa is ten dollars. Mister Sizzle thirteen. Uh, Cheryl's lad fourteen, and that rounds out the chances. And we're going to have a look at the replay. We'll put yeah, this through this the trauma. We'll put us through some some torture here. Mm, gun deck. In right, so just just put the put the incentivise thing hat on again. So this horse was first up at fifteen hundred. Craig Williams leading, led at a pretty gentle tempo to look after the horse because it was first up, as Preble did with incentivise. Mm. Goes for the sprint home, accelerates nicely. But unfortunately, this thing on the outside, which is a 20 to 1 chance, but but it is a full brother to Extra Brute. He's a $300,000 yearling. He's a nice horse. He's a derby horse himself. Mm. Nabs him right on the line. We're on the inside horse, 320 Ooh. into 220. It was all sweet. But the thing on the outside's kicked. It's just out sprinted it. Um, so, as I said, it was an incentive. So it was, it, the problem with backing horses first up is that can happen. Um, Craig sort of looked after a bit. Now he's second up. Now he's got that run under his belt. I still think he's on the, he's on a derby path. Um, he draws out here. There's no speed. He's got the run under the belt. Um, he'll roll forward. Most of these are looking for a, just to win a two thousand meter maiden. He's a he's a he, he's a derby horse. So he's got a class edge on these. Uh, Craig will be better for the ride on him. We saw on the weekend, and I went headfirst into a puddle taking them on. Was horses was Craig on horses who he'd ridden at their previous start. At short odds, got beat, come out second up. He'd already had the ride on him. He put him in the right spot, and they just win. And mm. they're hard in the market, and it's a very, it's a very solid play. So, um, look, I think, yeah, uh, good camp, Simon Wild. But I just think he was down from Sydney. I think Camp and Jock are both learning about him. Look, he's drawn the outside barrier, but there's no speed. He'll roll forward. Craig doesn't die wondering on these when he's on the best horse in the race, and he should he should dominate the race. Um, you think he'll lead again, like last time? Uh, I'd say, yeah, I'd say he looked to take it up. Those two things, he, he, on Saturday, Cube and Lincoln Prowling, he looked early to take it up. Mm. Things wanted to cross him, so he took the sit. So he'll have a look if something wants to go silly. But uh, strong one pace, you don't want to be getting held up in behind him. No. Best horse. Um, there were some particular, um, particularly uh, peak levels of grubbery in the early market when prices went up. Like, it's drawn 19 and 19, you know, and he, he did get, he sort of get beat the other day. But seriously, like they just jumped in two thirty, and they just said, "No, that'll do." Two thirty, like two days before the race, nineteen and nineteen, and um, anyway. But I think it probably will come out. It'll hopefully it'll run. It'll run. It should run back figures because the wide draw and and whatnot. Um, not much else in the race. Is Grinzinger Knight, who's a stable mate to the thing that beat him the other day, but he's a lot more one paced. He'd be aiming to get to a derby, but he'd be a two hundred to one chance if he did. Um, other horses like Wild About Harry and things like that will. We'll need the run and probably be looking for a 2,000 metre maiden. So, um, yeah, so I think Gundek is a good banker for... Put in, take out. Yeah, well, it's, it's just a two, two solid play. And I'm learning from my mistakes of, of fucking Sunday at Cranbourne taking <laughs> Craig on on these bloody morals. How's, so, how's DK's uh, for me? 
peak grubbery. The, oh, blo- the bloke's got an early market tipping service and it knocks off prices left, right, and centre. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted it. He's coming out and saying that someone dollar, else is right, not. Right. I've, I've done the I form. I've done the form and put out. I do the form. Do it. So I put out mark possible things that I can send out to the subs. See what prices they go up. See where the market settles down. I mean, we're not jumping in. Not sending them out to all the subs. Want ten minutes after the prices go up two days before the race. And then I'm just watching it, and then I, I, I look away, and the next thing it's evens. Mm. Anyway, but um, so anyway. I do like uh, from Danny O'Brien, Grinzinger King. I'm not sure. He went 14 of 14 on debut at Flemington. Did you go back and figure out why he uh, got beat that day? No, it was just, it was just a two-year-old having an education. Um, he, pulled, he pulled, he raced keen, he got out the back. Mm. Um, I, put, I, put a, I backed that horse at Bendigo, and he got scratched at the barriers. Um Oh, which one? Grinzinger Knight yes. or Grinzinger King? Oh, the one thing that beat him the other day. <laughs> when I was just peak torture. So I back him at Bendigo at like $12 or something, which he would have won. Then he plays up in the – he would have won because he won there, a better race. And uh, he played up in the gates, got scratched. So then he goes to Geelong and he's 20s and I've got – I'm on the grouse bet, 320 and a 220, and Jalen puts it outside the lead and out sprints it. Mm. Um, Jay Allen on Anton too last week. He got me on Wisdom of Water. Mm. Oh, Mick Price, I heard a little uh, snippet from him. It was explosive comments about uh, Ayrton. I thought they were uh, a little bit off the mark. I don't think. It was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was just typical yeah. trainer rubbish. Like, he's normally doesn't spit much rubbish, but that was garbage. <laughs> Whatever he was coming up with there, trying to give an excuse to get it. Why the dog? You know, they'd have to reach for all the excuses in the book when the odds on chance gets beat. Mm. So, you know, he was clutching at straws there. Like, Had a chance. Mm. Yeah, well, it didn't have every chance. I mean, it was three wide and everything, but... Got beaten on its merits. You know, mm. jarred up. And that's why he said it's jarred up. It's jarred up. It's going to the water walker. Have a freshen up. It's going to Probably, Sydney. It's going Probably to Sydney. Yeah, and everyone's own moral in the Epsom or something. $2 million so, dollars to the sale oh, price. Why is that embarrassing? Uh, like, well, like, why would you even ask? Please. You know, I know the journos, they say it's a headline. Oh, I got, I got off at two. Them. Apparently they've knocked back $2 million. Like, I had a mate, one of horses won a restricted race. The showdown, they got $2 million. Won mm. a restricted race. Anton's dead set group horse. Yeah, he's nearly favourite for the episode. Oh. Nearly favourite for the Golden Eagle. Like he wins mm. both of them, he probably wins five million. I mean, but yes, he's here. the office. If you get an offer, it's got to be disclosed. Mm. Anyway, Outstanding. But, um, anyway, so anyway. All right. Well, there, there's there's a little bit of. Uh, well, I fired up early. Yeah, yeah, fired up earlier. I, I deliberately just pushed all your <laughs> buttons there. I'll, I'll give you a bit of a spell. All right. Uh, Punningform.com.au is the database that uh, DK loves. Two ninety seven per month is a sectional pro form. These boys both use it. Uh, you can buy that database, or you can just uh, follow these guys' tips. Nico loves the uh, the Wednesday and Saturday metros. You can get his tips, and uh, DK is, has got uh, provincial covered. But uh, punningform.com.au, they uh, they bet everywhere. So it's Australia, Singapore, and Hong Kong. So you can get all the benchmarks and the breakdowns there. So make sure you check out punningform.com.au. We'll take a break, and we'll take talk about Caulfield next. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. We've got DK in studio, and it's time to talk Caulfield with Nick O'Noonan. He, uh, he's got his stuff from the yard for only $11 per meeting, so make sure you check that out. Let's have a look at uh, the opener here. We'll get us off to a flyer. Race one, the PFD Food Services benchmark 78 is Hella. Favourite here, $4 into 330 Pride to Jenny, $5. The Gouch is $5. Dirty Thoughts, $7.50. Cristani, $8. Ferretti, $10. Just Folk, $16. Sapphire Crowd, $31. Barcelona, $61. And Casio, $81. Let's have a look at the last up replay of the Gouch in orange and purple colours here, Nico. Yeah, he had a great run here, but I think you can put this run down to he was around 90 days off, hadn't had a trial or a jump out leading into this, and I think his fitness just completely gave yeah, out late. Um, final 200 is the eighth fastest of the race after probably being in the best spot. Um, looking at his sort of record and how I think he'll improve off this run, he's had 19 days off, um, now second up. He's unbeaten second up. I was actually running some stats on the Mar Eustace camp. Since June, second up, they got around 11% profit on turnover for all their horses and around 24% winning strike rate. So that's uh, that's where you want to be finding this camp. I think it will take a lot of improvement from that first up run. He had improvement to come from the yard. He's going to get a great run here from Barry number four. He loves Caulfield. You go back to his win two starts ago. He beat Pintoff at Caulfield over 1,200 metres in a, a very sort of... Um, well-rated race. Pintoff has since come out and won a listed race. I purely think he got beat there first up because he was underdone. Now comes here second up. I cannot believe he's not favourite. Um, I think it would be a moral here, the Gouch, to be honest. I'm very confident in this race. Uh, the other horse I want to back in the race is Ferretti. 
Goodwin first up at Geelong. He'll go forward here. He probably sits outside the lead. I think Dirty Thoughts will probably kick up from one. He's a tough sort of fighting on-pace galloper. He's going to be um, hard to get past. I think $10 is complete overs there. I'd sort of have him $6 in the gouch, closer to $3.50. Haller is the lay of the year. Can, wow. Cannot win. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a big call. Uh, the gout replay frightened me a little bit first up. He, yeah, it no, wasn't strong through the line at all. No, but I, I, I had a good look at it. I reckon he had excuses there. That, that wasn't running a suit for him. And he, he was a bit keen. He was fresh. And he was trying to slot in. And he was quickly three wide. And they sprinted home. That's, that's not him. He, he wants a genuinely one race. Mm. This is going to be genuinely run. Okay, you've got Ferretti, Diamond Thoughts. They've got other horses kicking up. Last time he was in a, in a pressure 1,200. Race was that day at Mornington. We won by five lengths. But, you know, mm. um, so a slow pace, eleven hundred first up. What well, that wasn't his go. Nice pipe opener. Now he gets into a genuine tempo. Gets into a good rhythm behind the speed. You know, I can, I can, I, can, I have to agree. Nick, I reckon it'd be hard to beat. And Matt Cartwright. Yeah, no, well, he knows the horse. Knows yep. the horse. I mean, he and he's pretty. He um, especially on pace runners. He's good. He's got soft hands for horses that can get a bit on the chewy. So. No, he's ridden him his last three starts or something. He knows the horse well. Hey, let's have a look at uh, the Caulfield Guineas prelude, race four. Uh, Alpine Edge is the favourite here, $4.60. Thanks to Top Sport. River Plate, $5.50. Brigantine, $6.00. Military Expert, $6.00. Lightsaber, $6.50. Timson, $8.00. Uh, Hethelric, $10.00. Cape Breton, $21.00. Uh, B Frost, Forty-one and give me a buzz. One fifty-one. Let's have a look at the last start replay of Lightsaber in the red colours here. Yeah, this is sort of unusual for Lightsaber. He sort of through his two old days, he was up on speed. He dominated races and his two runs this prep. Um, he's just been out sprinted over shorter trips. I thought his run was quite good here actually, considering he's a an on-speed horse. He doesn't have a huge turn of foot. Um, his relative sectionals to our tourists they were fairly similar. Um, the horse is beating him home like Heresy. She runs in the Guineas Prelude. You're going to get a good guide there. Artorius is semi-frank that form. Uh, this race will suit him. They're going to go quick early. I think he's probably leads or sits outside lead. I think that was his advantage as a two-year-old as well. The sort of quicker they went in his races, he was really dominant at the end of them. Um, he's got some real good fighting quality. Should be rock-hard fit now, third up. Um, I think this is his race to lose. I think he should probably be your favourite. Um, I thought this race would come up a little bit weaker than what it has, but I think $6.50 is overs. There's a couple of real nice maiden horses. Timson's been 18s into 8s off maybe the biggest cast and maiden win I've ever seen. DK, I don't know about you, but it was enormous. Yeah, but, um, unbelievable. <laughs> like, I was on the favourite in that race myself, and um, I thought it was all sweet, and then this thing just <laughs> threw wings. Like, I've been watching cast and maidens a long time, and horses don't, horses don't do what it did. So I know it was only casted made, and now to, and it was eleven hundred. Now he's going to fourteen hundred to a to a, but he deserves his chance at uh, a Guinness prep because um, this could be. I'd be very interested to see what he could do. I, I don't know what the ceiling is on this horse. That was just freakish what he did at Casted, and so I can see why people have been attracted to it. Yeah, the overall time was about nine lengths yeah. above relative to the class on punting form. He's yeah. come home not eight lengths above the last six hundred. Some real solid late stuff yeah. in uh, Scooty's camp, the wild well, team. The, and the, the two, the two. So it, there's it. The, the, the two, so the last fortnight of three weeks, the two best maiden runs that have stood out like dogs' balls were Ida Casterton and River Plate mm. at Sandown. Mm. So and River Plate's in this race as well. Um, Scratch was going to be twos on yesterday. Bendigo, they're going here instead. Um, gee whiz, it's those horse from New Zealand who was first up over here from my favourite camp, Azustin, first up and in a very high rating race. <laughs> It, um, it was the one who savaged the line, which is even the thing like prowling and all that come out of the – it's a hot race. Um, so I don't know where he, where he ends up in this race, Nick, but he's, he's a horse full of time as well. He's been rollbacked early. Uh, Timpson's been 18s into 8s. Alpine Edge is currently favourite, bringing in some sort of Queensland form. Whether that measures up, I'd be happy to be against a military expert. Looking back sort of the last four or five years in this race – the, lead, um, the winner has either led or sat second in every sort of running. So that can be a race where if you're on speed, you mm. can really dominate. And it, uh, can they will be run along here a bit, upsets. don't they? There looks to be a bit of tempo here. So. Yeah, they've done that before, though, and they're still sort of still yeah, dominant. Cool, Even cool, Kementari's but, year, like Paras yeah. just kept kicking mm. away from Kementari. You know, yeah. a cat, we get come to realise. <laughs> but <laughs> but either, a, I mean, it is good default position at Caulfield anyway, especially on a firm deck. It's a bit of a profile. The Godolphin 2 aren't out of it. Yeah, I thought Lightsaber... You could make a fair case he should be your favourite with the improvement, but it's a great race, great race. And I think the Godolphin horses uh, sort of show the hand a bit, and that's why I guess we're in the corner of Animo. If uh, an Animo turned up against the, this lot, he'd comfortably be uh, in his corner. And those Sydney Colts have a bit of an edge historically, but um, 
I uh, I think maybe Timson off uh, what DK said is uh, worth a second look. I can remember it vaguely the uh, the win, but uh, I need to go oh, and right. check that replay. Back back and wide at Cassidy. Mm. Still back and wide on the turn, and then just let down like a Learjet. Yeah. Mm. Oh, maybe uh, your camp. DK's tickled the eighteen dollars. Your camp. Very good trainer. Charlie Rose is in also. Charlie Rose, yeah, and it's yeah. got a good hope, as I think. Hasn't yeah, it's around five dollars. So spruiking it, yeah. yeah. and another one of mine, Wisdom Water, goes around, and it's been backed early in race two. So uh, I think it will be a big improver. All right, we'll take a break, and uh, we'll talk to Casey McCutcheon next. And uh, make sure you check out punningform.com.au. The boys have mentioned the benchmark times. So Casterton, uh, Hong Kong, all over the shop. Uh, you can uh, make sure that uh, your eyes don't deceive you, and you can uh, back up what you see. Incentivise had been dropping the big figures up in Queensland, and it uh, was proven that uh, he was good enough to win a uh, Group 1 Maccabi Diva Stakes over 1,600 metres. So there you have it. Uh, the data works. We'll take a break, and we'll talk to Casey. Welcome back to Vet Doctor. I'm your host, Scoot. We've got DK and Nico in the studio now to talk about uh, Caulfield. So Rupert Clark, Group 1, and uh, William Wallace joins us on the line. Casey McCutcheon, a.k.a. Mint Bet. Welcome. Out of quarantine, looking fresh face. Got a bit of the Melbourne sun through the window. He is fresh T- face. Wasn't, wasn't he going to tip a few down last night? How'd that go? The whiskey, the dimple? Mate, a good time was had by all. I uh, <laughs> just got really into my form and enjoyed myself. I'm house sitting here and uh, the, the host has got a cupboard full of really well-aged uh, liquor. So <laughs> things got good last night and uh, I feel like it just gave me that third eye uh, that uh, you need when you're doing a bit yeah, of this form true. on a tough race. Fresh. It is. It's a good way of doing it. So I can't work this race out. I'll have a couple of just to, just relaxes and have a, have a third eye to bring you some clarity. Yeah, I think, clarity. Yeah. I think the old Hutchbuster from Racing.com gets to his Hong Kong stuff and uh, doesn't beers. mind a Bradley Gotch. I tell you, he what, loves a Bradley Gotch. He's a dangerous man on a Sunday night. If you get a text from Hutchie on a Sunday afternoon after after the Hong Kong, you're in, you're good. in all sorts. He's very very good fun to get on the drink with. When we have the little birdie launch party. We still haven't really had that. We've had a Christmas party, but we've never really had a, a proper shindig here, have we? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an all-star, oh, all-star we, line. We, I'll tell you what, Casey, you're best on. We need to get him for See, a full he'll have, stint. He'll have a few competitors. Yeah. I'll be ready to cut loose there, I'll tell you. Very, Fair very, hit. very deep field, I think, in that, in that event. <laughs> oh, uh, right, so. We'll all be full, full, full flight. Oh, let's have a look at the uh, the market it's on Sir Rupert Clark Stakes, uh, 1,400 Group 1. It's an absolute bill to this one. Bo Ross is the favourite here, 480 Probable. The uh, pride of uh, New Zealand, five fifty. Behemoth, six fifty. I'm thunderstruck, seven fifty. A horse we've followed all preparation. Nico found this one super early. Amish boy, knocking the door down. He's uh, a bit of a bridesmaid. This horse, thirteen dollars. Sierra Sue, hard luck story last start, thirteen dollars. Buffalo River, fifteen. Dice roll from uh, Nick Ryan, one of DK's uh, favourite trainers there. And Groundswell, twenty one. Samizdat, twenty one. And uh, kiss your mother. The rest. What are you going to say, yeah, well, Are you saying that this race was hard to do the form on? Who was saying that? Hey, Didn't Me? all these things race, race each other the other day? No, this is a very tough race. No, no, I think uh, yeah, it is. Didn't, didn't the three favourites all compete against each other the other day? Here he is. Isn't it apples to apples? Isn't that the easiest way to do the form? Case, early in the show, the start of the show, <laughs> he said Animo, the Animo win the other day was not much. He shit-canned it. I don't know whether he was just trying to wind you up. You think this horse can win an Everest? We think he can win whatever he's pointed at. The What is it, the Golden Rose? The Guineas, I think the horse could be anything. Matt Stewart thinks it's uh, no good either. So DK's on Matty Stewart's side. I know who I'd rather be on. I'm feeling me in, uh, in the big uh, animo camp. I know, uh, Nico, I don't know if you've jumped on board yet. I know it's a horror horse for you, but uh, I agree with you guys. I think it's going to win whatever it's in. Um, back at last Saturday, we'll have it in the rows. And we'll have it if it goes back to the short course of feature or, or the or the mile. And who knows, uh, if it gets to the Mooney Valley, that horse could do anything this spring. So, But, yeah, this Rupert Clark, what a race. You know, we uh, I don't know if the punters are still standing after last week at HQ. We did, we did uh, just suggest be wary. Then Peter Garrett tells us, if you read the history books, you'll see the same things happen again, again, repeat, repeat. All the faves <laughs> go down just like they last did. year. Case you knew, and, uh, you would have been. You called it. You would have been sick. You could, would you? Imagine, would have laid you on imagine yourself bookmaking. Dollar eighty, dollar eighty, dollar eighty. Would you bookmaking there and uh, mm. back in the day, how fat would it have been? Yeah, it would have been huge. Imagine the multis that the corporates, oh. the, the, the revenue. The, uh, anyway, so I've got, 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 got a theory. I've got a theory too. I could, I'll just share. You'll go on. And this is going back from book. Casey will say this. Remember this. In the like, Caulfield is a bookie's graveyard. 
always has been. Mm. All those favourites two weeks earlier or a week earlier, whenever it was, they all won. Mm. Ant and all that. They go to Flemington, gives the bookies a hope, they all get beat. Remember, what do you reckon, Case? Yeah, yeah, tough to beat at Caulfield, tough to beat yeah. at the Heath. So hopefully bookies. we turn it around this week Very and we find a few of the winners. While you're talking, Case, well, let's, we'll pop up the Memsey replay first and then we'll have a look at Probabile and then you found a little gallop here. Talk us through them all. Well, yeah, we've got the Memsey. Obviously, we've got a lot of uh, with that roast meeting at this venue a couple of weeks ago. We've seen these horses go around first up. This was the day to back the favourites. They all lobbed. They all come from the back and won. Um, Probabil, Mars Crusader, um, you know, all the shorty uh, all-up punters had a fill-up. So Probabil, she's just bulletproof, isn't she? I mean, the 1,400 at Caulfield, mm. tick. You go through this field, and I'd, I couldn't really put a mark against uh, Probabil, and there's not many other horses in the race that you could say that about. Um, you're getting a pretty good price. I can't believe she's not favourite, so I'm going to have to have something on her. You know, you think last night, uh, north of $6 is floating around, so you'd be mad not to have some of that. I think she'll firm. She's going to be in what appears to be a decent spot, but it could get tricky. Um, the, the map here is where things get interesting, Panas, because... Three key chances, Bo Rosser, Probabil and Behemoth from those three inside gates, they won't want to get covered up uh, and shuffled back. Uh, Behemoth is relatively forward in all the races that he's had with a big weight at 1,400 or further. Um, so he might just um, pocket Probabil, Craig Williams, uh, on Behemoth. So that might be where Probabil comes unstuck. I'm still happy to have something on. I just need to have something on Probabil. Um, but I've got Buffalo River outside them going forward. I've got Groundswell probably pushing on or else it'll get posted. Same deal Poland, same deal Streets of Avalon. There's a healthy speed in this race. So that sort of got me thinking, right, who's going to camp off it? And we've seen some, some sort of flashing runs lately from the likes of Sierra Sue last start, mm. Amish Boy. Had a good look at those, but it's the one, the big... The big one right out the outside. He's not even in the field yet, but I've got to. I just think there's a plan being hatched here, and I'm thunderstruck. Will come in this field. Looks an awful draw. Um, 1400 meters at Caulfield, and he's drawn in the fish and ship shop. And but just let's have a look at this little bit of work. Now this was uh, Tuesday morning at Caulfield. Uh, the inside horse, face. ancient girl, who's in uh, in the race in the thousand guineas prelude, but that beast that's coming down the outside and. Ancient Girl performed as well, but this was a lovely bit of work. After a beautiful jump out uh, the last week, that's on Thunderstruck. And uh, if we cast our short memories back to last prep, this thing just picked up fields and ate them for breakfast. And on the map, it's going to be back. And uh, with the speed on, possibly zooming around a lot of them again, just dropping on them. This horse puts up group figures, has put up group, group figures. It's got 52. It's got John McNeil, who had a, run in, had a runner in this race and jumped off. So I'm convinced it's going to get a start, this horse. Um, and I just think with all the, at the price, it's, it's eight bucks plus at the moment. And if it gets in the field, uh, back it now and get some of your stake back when it halves in price. But uh, I can't wait to see this race on Saturday. It is the most exciting race uh, of the spring to date. And uh, I'm hopeful I've got the winner in I'm Thunderstruck. I love uh, I love horses that carry sixty kilos and drop weight back into a handicap sort of environment. So I'm I'm thunderstruck. Great win last start, sixty kilos drops back to the fifty two, and the same with Probabile. Just looks like a, such a deliberate setup here. Sixty kilos back to the fifty seven, and both look absolutely prime for this race. What are you, what are your thoughts, Nico? You you know a lot of these horses inside out. Bo Ross, we took. Or was it got out to about thirteen dollars last mm. time, and uh, just unlucky there with uh, Behemoth a bit too strong. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that was a bit sick, wasn't it? Uh, thoughts here. I think I'm Thunderstruck's a very good horse. I think he will get a run, given romances in the field and sort of same connection. So I think there might be some sort of um, things to unfold there. The map's fascinating. You know, you got your three key chances: Bo Rossa, probably Behemoth. One, two, three. The only other chance in the race draws seventeen. Mm. Like. <laughs> This could throw up anything, this race. If they all get buried, like last start, like Bo Rossa did, Behemoth and Probabile, you know, Willow and Preble. They'll be playing jocks, won't they? Willow They'll now has the horse to bully Preble on. What happened the other day. last start. Yeah. There's going to be so much tactics. I think it's going to be a great race. Um, from a racing fan point of view, I've been looking forward to this race for about three weeks, ever oh, since the Memsey. Um, 
personally, I couldn't find a real angle in the race. I think probably Bill had a lot of improvement to come from the yard first up. I think she was about 70%. Where that leaves her for this run, she does have a fantastic second up record, but I know they're sort of aiming at a two-rack and potentially a Cox Plate. That's probably why Preble's got the ride, because he didn't have a ride in the Cox Plate. So he's probably looking to stay on her for that race. Um, Behemoth and Bo Ross are going to be at 100% fitness-wise. She may be 85-90. That could be telling. Is Amish boy a rung below? It's got the Masked Crusader form. Like, if Amish boy had a draw and a gate, you would say he's right in this. But he's drawn 15 of, um, what, 16 here. So mm. it's going to be no help to him at all. He was unlucky not to get a run in a Stradbroke. He was a moral beating in the eye line. I think he's just a horse that's going to find bad luck for the rest of his career. And uh, the barrier draw reflects that here. Okay, so on that uh, little bit of track work that you've found there, you've uh, you've uncovered uh, a runner in the thousand guineas prelude. So let's have a look at the market. No other replays. Um, and here's a is two forty five here. Morika four eighty. Elusive Express eight fifty. Extra gear nine fifty. Devout Hero ten dollars. Uh, Scorched Earth eleven. Uh, Daisis twenty. And uh, daisies. 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 Hmm. $20, and uh, Throntari, $21 in from 34 and your horse, Ancient Girl, $31. Do you think it's a bit of a spec there, Ancient Girl? Case, it's got my man, John yeah. Allen, on it. Yeah, well, John Allen and I are not talking at the moment, but at 30s, uh, after seeing that bit of track work, just coming home uh, beautifully with uh, the horse, I think is going to win the Group 1. Got to have something. Um, the 1,000 guineas. Prelude has been a beautiful race to us in the past with the Assaulter from Malta. I think it was a 2015-ish with uh, Legless Verb. I tell you what, no, I remember that. Members uh, got an absolute caning uh, with uh, the Assaulter and crew after it saluted at 16. So, uh, and a beautiful race for some value on that work. Uh, why not? Mm, Assaulter from Malta. Jason has a party. Shout out to him. Uh, people will know him from Mooney Valley Nights. The uh, That was when Mask Crusader won, and we had the live stream on course. Any thoughts here in the th in the girls' lead-up race here? I wouldn't underrate Daisy's. thought she was Daisy's. a very good run at Mornington. Only, 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 only having her second start. But, um, yeah, that's, a, that's a, it's nearly a glorified three-year-old Phillies benchmark 64 race, that race. So. Mm, careful. Well, oh, upsetting breeders and... No, no. Well, I, a few one, of I, these would be on the way to the yeah, Oaks, one of their good friends own, they own one in this race, and they're very pleased at the way the fields come up. And um, so uh, I'll give her strength uh, to be out hero. But um, anyway, yeah, so they're very happy with the way the field's shaped up. And uh, I think it's a $200,000 three-odd fillies benchmark 64. Good mm. on them. Yep, I agree with that. Okay. All right. Well, what about you, Casey? You got any other uh, morals for the rest of the card or any other thoughts? You, uh, you nailed uh, dodging the favourites last week. So what's your little pearl or your takeaway for this week? Well, yeah, I think there's value in betting uh, early in the Rupert Clark in particular. Like I said, I think the market's wrong. I think Bo Ross is unders. So uh, if you want to take a, a little bit of the behemoth or the probable price early, I, like I said, Thunderstruck is going gonna, is gonna to get crunched when it comes into the field. So uh, some value in betting early there. And then you can improve your position, punters, when Saturday comes along and uh, trade it on the fair or whatever, and uh, you can get some absolute value. Um, I'm hoping that Nico's found the horse we talked about last week, which is uh, which is lightsaber in the other prelude. I think uh, that looks like a clever scratching and a horse that hasn't and a race now this week that hasn't come up looking um, overly strong. So I'm sure he's found it. Um, so it looks like a day where we could do a bit of damage. Outstanding stuff. All right, good luck on the weekend, and uh, hopefully we can get Case back on course. Mint bet. He. Uh... He moonlights on the uh, the picnic circuit, and he's a, he's a great man. So make sure if you see him on course when we're allowed back there, you uh, go ask for a roll or two. He'll be happy to oblige. See you, Case. Enjoy the scotch. Back in it now, boys. Good luck on Saturday. <laughs> All right, that's uh, a wrap from Caulfield. So we've uh, covered a fair bit of card there, and now it's time to talk Randwick with Mark Lambourne. But first, we'll take a break. If you're having a bet this weekend, make sure you check out topsport.com.au. They've been in the game for 35-plus years. And the Merlehands do a fantastic job up on the Gold Coast. We'll take a break and chat Randwick next. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. We've got DK and Nico. And now it's time to talk about Sydney Racing with Mark Lamborn, a.k.a. Perla from Racing Rant. How are you, mate? Good. Uh, we've got a uh, cracking meeting to look forward to on Saturday. Uh, it's been a... Very eventful week. Uh, we lost our number one ranter last Thursday at the age of 49. It was a great shock to everybody. He was front and centre of our chat room, which is uh, 
a place where many ranters get up and about. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, very touching to see that uh, his last live bet, live win bet, as opposed to a futures bet, uh, Animo, uh, got up on Saturday and uh, Glendale came to the party saying, up you go, Animo, which was uh, Milesy, as we knew him, catch cry. Mm, he's uh, he's a good fellow, uh, Hong Kong Darren. He's uh, good to have a drink with, and racing, uh, people, are and racing people are good yeah. people. So yeah, condolences just, and sorry to hear that. And uh, what a, a great finale! It's it's funny how uh, that seems to always happen with uh, uh, the Cinderella, um, the story. Williams. Yeah, the Williams yeah. Uh, horse. It uh, it oh, won mate, for the yeah. Music Man uh, back yeah. in uh, spring. Gidinski. Oh yeah. yeah, was it in Gidinski or was yeah. it autumn? I can't know. The COVID thing has just got me absolutely being busy. I don't know what day it is. It's just either a betting day or a non betting day at the moment. But um. Just on Animo, that, that, that's, that's right. One Mark, yeah. yeah. <laughs> DK came out and said that the Animo win was not much. Oh, it was, I said it was just a win. Just a win. I didn't disagree with the person who said it was just a win. I like Matty Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he belted it out in. two minutes after the race. So I've had a look at the – I've watched the replays, oh. a look at the sectionals, had a look at Count the Rupee and a few other performances on the day, and, and uh, I thought it was just a win. What do you think, Mark? It'll be twos on in the Guineas prelude. <laughs> um, look – it was more about the serenity of the finish. You know, the, the, the horse seemed to have a bit of a task ahead and yet he, he sort of cruised home in the end. But, look, the, the track was playing wide. Yeah. Um, having said that, he sort of he had to shoulder his way through. I mean, Remark appeared to be in the, 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 the P position um, and um, was left found wanting at the end, although apparently he paraded poorly. Um Look, it, it, it was a nice um, starting point for a horse that's had some sort of issue leading into that race. So, look, I, I, I see where DK is coming from. It's like, well, things worked out well for you um, and you've beaten in the Congo who was probably trying to do something that was a bit hard to do on the day. Um, but you know, just one of those situations where you know that the horse is nowhere near its top. Cool. Mm. Plenty ahead of him. It's a funny one. DK's been now uh, just throwing Burley out in the water all month to Western Bulldogs supporters. So it'll be a bit egg on face if the doggies <laughs> win the grand final, wouldn't it, DK? Oh, you've, been trying, you've been trying to rev up Western Bulldogs and now you're you know, trying oh, to rev up the Animo fans and oh. I probably was trying to rev up Incentivise last week. Hot. Hey? Bit of fun. Someone's got to <laughs> Someone's, Someone's got, got to present the contrasting narrative. You know? That's right. That's right, Mark. Uh, here we go. All right. George Stakes. Let's try and get very elegant beat if that is possible. Odds courtesy of Top Spot on the screen. She's uh, 205 out to 215. We might see better than that. Think it over is uh, the newcomer or uh, the horse on the rise, I suppose. $4.40. Colding, $8. All calls. Cascadian, uh, $9.50. $14. Hungry Heart. Roy Deeney. It was, uh, yeah, it gave me a little bit of a uh, heart murmur last time. $15. I thought it might just keep going there at big odds. Uh, would have made me absolutely sick if it had a one. Star of the Seas, $20. Uh, Lions Raw, $31. And Shout the Bar, $34. Let's skip through, through a couple of replays, Pearl, and you can uh, just provide commentary over the top here. And uh, think it over. This is in the Chelmsford. Uh, I think Pearl tipped it here. Is this? Yep. Yeah. You tipped it? Yep. Yeah. I broke my maiden, DK. It did. Yes. <laughs> Here he is in the orange and the blue sleeves, uh, rounding him up. Roydini. I thought this is a uh, a spot on run when you've got Cascadian in behind. There's a few horses that just aren't travelling here. Well, Thoughts? Cascadian with the white blaze was uh, he was uh, very hollow. Um, and obviously, think it over. Did a good job to round up Roydini. He's the um, He's the quintessential battler, think it over, um, with now a course and distance win uh, in the lead up to George Main. Um, must have a chance. So your horse that races forward, Nash has found his mojo. I don't know if you caught the, the, uh, the nightcap at Kenzo last, uh, yesterday, but uh, that was uh, vintage Nash. Um, so, look, as far as that lead up is concerned, it's, it's perhaps not quite good enough, but uh, you know, pretty handy to bring a course and distance win. Uh, into the race third up. Um, very elegant. Oh, just a comment about the track, and it's perhaps more relevant in the shorts, but they usually run this meeting on the true rail, and I'm not sure what, this, what the reason is for tomorrow, but uh, we're at seven metres, which 
is less advantageous to the uh, the, the off paces, the stalkers. So um, that could influence um, both of the features tomorrow on oh, Saturday. Sorry, mm, um, just, we're just watching that, uh, very elegant yeah. get yeah. touched yeah. off yeah. by Mwanga there, mm. and that was Think It Over. Like we saw Think It Over get absolutely hammered in uh, in run there. He got sideswiped mm. at, the, at the top of the straight there, and I dug deeper into Think It Over and. His last prep, his run in the George Ryder uh, was super, and then uh, he's only 1.5 behind at a BB and uh, very elegant. This horse, he's, he's no slouch. This horse, he's a genuine chance. But her win was full well, of merit too. Just... What we, what we didn't see with very elegant, she was wide throughout last time. Mm. But at the same time, clear air was very important in that race, okay. and you saw very elegant in the three wide line, obviously without cover. But the horses in the sand, the horses back on the rails were. In trouble, and the horses in the sandwiches weren't that great either. And two of the horses that were sandwiched up, Think It Over and Colding. Um, and Colding has been freshened with a trial since, um, obviously, presents um, third up uh, on Saturday. And um, he looks to be, whilst, whilst his two runs have been a little less than what we've come to expect of Colding at his top. Um, I'm sure this has been a target race for him. Mm. Look, the, the key to the race is will he find the running line on Very Elegant? He's drawn two. Um, and, you know, if she does get, she, you know, she's coming off a run where she was allowed to do her thing, albeit caught wide, to, um, I've seen it often where he actually finds his way into the right position in the right races. So I'm not mm. going to make too much of a point about that. But, I think you've got Think It Over, you've got Colding. I um, I uh, think seven to four is probably the right price about Very Elegant, but she's that sort of horse that means that fans of hers end up having to take five to four. That's, that's the situation. And I imagine it's the same in, in the following race as well. You know, seven to four about Major Strip, but probably have to take five to four. All right, let's have a, uh, any thoughts there? Yeah, just looking at Very Elegant, like looking at her form last prep, she was okay first up in the Apollo. She fell in in the Chipping Norton. She was okay in the Ramvit. I think there was a case we made a day and her probably weren't at their best last operation given mm, just yeah. the runs in the Queen Elizabeth. I don't know. Her getting beat by Mwanga first up, think it over, cascading, having no luck behind her. I think there could be a fair ch- um, chance on Saturday that we've seen maybe the best of her and she's starting to regress. Mm. I, 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 I'm maybe of the thought. It's a reasonable narrative. She's, she's mm. got to be at the aimed at the Cox Plate, so it's not grand final day, isn't it? Like, she, it's this is the time that she's going to win a Cox Plate with l- l- less calibre horses in the race, surely. She'd be 2,000 metre grand final day, wouldn't she? Mm. With knowing Look, Waller? Waller wouldn't have it yeah, ready, but to, your ready query, to go your, if, girl, if you've got the profile she's got, you're not expecting to just have one grand final in a preparation. Mm. You know, I, I, I'm Multiple. sure that this is, this is a, a target race on the way to the big target. Mm. Yeah, I'd imagine she runs in this, heads to a Turnbull where she can't cop a penalty if she wins that for anything, and then she probably goes to a Cox Plate. That seems like it's been the uh, the uh, the aim the whole prep. So we know he's booked for a down here. Has that been locked in? Um, Did you see? Would have been out anyway. Sorry, question without notice. I think Will, Willow's on Zaki. I think if yeah. he sort of comes down and very elegant is Damien Lane. Oh, I Frosty. Reckon. Yeah, yeah, mm, I Cox probably would be too. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's bugger all, bugger all left. Let's, all right, ha- let's have a look let's, at these bloody shorts. How, yeah, how good's this? DK's half horned up about I'm the shorts. Horned so. up about this, right? Yeah, call. Mark did say Fast on Twitter. Mark did say on Twitter to stay in your lane. So just be careful. I don't want you over commentating on. <laughs> no, that. he said he was going to stay in his lane. Hey, <laughs> is that your favourite part of the show, Mark? The stay in your lane bit. <laughs> I loved it, DK. It was um, it was essential viewing for everyone. <laughs> oh. I've um, I've got. I'm a post-it note man. I, all my screens always, if I lose on a race or I find trainers or jockeys with stri- strike roads, just put notes in front of, of the screens. And the middle one that just doesn't stay there is stay in your lane. <laughs> every time I deviate, I cop it. So, I, um, yeah, it's, it's close to me anyway. <laughs> They're good until they blow off. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yes, they do. Anyway. They probably blow off for a good reason. It, uh, yeah, I, I won't comment what I was going to say about the... Uh, it was just interesting how I, I missed the first 20 minutes of the show or 25 or 30 minutes of the show, and then I went to, back to the start of the show online, and I found it was in a different order to then what was presented on racing.com, which I I found very odd. But anyway, oh, things are very strange. There, there was also a, 
this is an exceptional idea of rich irvines to actually mandate the um, best tote bits to go into the totalizator pools. So, you know, you get rewarded for collecting those bets as a corporate bookmaker with a rebate, but at the same time, you you know, that that the, the, those bets are, they they find their way into the place where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing, of course, is that no one actually acknowledges that the, the, um, the PRAs have got complete power over the corporate bookies because they all need to be licensed by them. Mm. So they can pretty much make them jump as high as they want them to jump. And I noticed there was a very, very good tweet from um, Keen Ranter Nigel Chaplin a few weeks ago when they were uh, seeking um, expressions to, um, to, to, to feed the show. And he said, well, look, you know, back in, back in 1980, house prices were X and you could get on with bookies to win Y. Mm. Um, these days, house house prices are ten x, and you can get on to win bookies. You can have, you can get on to win mm. um, x a y divided by ten with bookies nowadays. <laughs> and you know why is it that the uh, the administrators are enthralled to the corporates when they have so much power over them? Mm. I guess they're just they're somewhat marketing arms, aren't they? They're the industry's advertisers. Really. Well, yeah. yeah, and that's what they do. And I don't know. Like maybe St Peter's the only one that stands up to them, but. Um, a lot of people aren't happy with the way he taxes a product, especially at the sharp end of the uh, the market, because it yeah. forces it forces a lot of people to yeah. to invest in other jurisdictions. There's a lot of guys that I know at the top of the market that um, bet in in the USA now, bet in Hong Kong, bet in different areas because they can't yeah. they, okay. their models don't work and they're not feasible in New South Wales. So it's uh, it's sort of like anything. I think lobbying works, and I think there's a happy medium in between. And I, I'm not sure. I still don't know why New South Wales don't let you bet from the get-go as soon as uh, prices go up. That hasn't changed, and I think that's something uh, about robotics and um, automated bets, which that's just ridiculous. It's going going great guns in Queensland. It's going great guns for UDK down here, and we're turning over more money because we can bet from when they uh, put the markets up. It's a lot fairer, but New South Wales have got their head buried in the, buried in the sand about it. Well, I think it's about to happen. It's just requiring some uh, ticking box ticking that uh, hasn't happened yet. Oof. Oh, we Can can't we? wait. The bookie smash can't wait either because there's nothing better than a muscle brook or a Maruya uh, bookie smash. That's for sure. Okay, let's have a look at the shorts or we'll uh, be here all day. It'd be good to be here all day. We might do a uh, an uncut version of the agenda. We might get a couple of our own people, get you on the couch and no holds barred, get Tristan on board and just throw throw shit at oh, each yeah, other for yeah, an hour and a half. They'd probably go for two hours. It'd be, well, be the absolute felt, grand. I mean, it, I mean, it, it felt, <laughs> when, we did, when we filmed it, and we did enough, like I said, we did extra. Um, it felt like we hadn't scratched the surface. That's okay. what it felt like. You know, there's so much to talk about and so many different things. And we, we spoke what we spoke about it, but it did feel like, oh, there was so much we could have else mm. we could have spoken about. It's such a great caper. You know, and there's so many angles to it. But anyway. All right. Well, we might do an uncut version of the agenda. And if we get 10 likes on it, I bet Dr. Post will do it. We'll do a show. 10? Yeah, we'll set the bar at 10. <laughs> we'll do it Blow anyway. <laughs> All right, the shorts. Let's let's uh, let's preview the race. Let's find a winner. Uh, the shorts. Nature Strip two dollars fifteen. Uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, Mask Crusader four dollars sixty. Rothfire is the big uh, yeah, the big query horse here. Six dollars. Eduardo eight dollars. Lost and running eight fifty. Gtra twelve dollars. Adalong uh, one hundred one and handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. One fifty one here. Let's have a look at uh, I guess the the high profile ones here. The top of the market. Let's have a look at Mask Crusader at uh, Caulfield. Barnstorming win. Uh, Case spoke about it before. Uh, back wide. It was just a bit of wow factor. I was uh, in the office here and we were watching it and I said, this horse can still win, can still win. And bang. And you can see Amish boy just uh, picking himself up off the fence and then coming over to lane three to win. So I thought that meant that, that run was uh, a fair bit of merit as well. Uh, but uh, here he is, Mask Crusader. Is he good enough? Uh, no. No? Oh. No, no, not off that. You know, you go down. Not that. He wasn't chasing down nature strips there. He was, I don't know what the leader was. He was chasing down mm. there, but it wasn't nature strips. All right, let's have a look at nature straight away, and then we can talk about the race because DK is uh, chomping at the bit. Yeah, this was a nice barrier trial. Mm. And you got trekking out wide. Just wide got in, just got in, just got in with per- perfect rhythm. Mm. What's that there? Three hundred. He's just through his gears. Yeah, it was an absolute. Uh, rated pretty well. Was him. Just run but Eduardo wasn't in this race. So that's the no, case. this is uh, this is definitely his kryptonite when Eduardo uh, joins the field. So it's not going to be uh, easy up in front. 
and 1100 meters, not grand final day. Has Waller backed off him? What's going to happen here? Mark, lead us away. Well, if, who wants to win this race? That's a good question, isn't it? I mean, it, you know, Waller won't be concerned if Nature Strip gets beaten. Um, and Mask Crusader, well, I'm sure he'd like to win this race, but I I think that Mask Crusader is a talented horse that we saw up on the speed when he was coming through the grades, and since he's since he's found this level, suddenly he's a backmarker, which suggests to me that he actually lacks the class of the 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 free rollers, and he needs sort of things to come unstuck for them to actually to beat them, um, and which could happen on Saturday because Eduardo's got an X factor, but you got Nash in the um, in the leaders' gate there nine, um, Nature Strip never a great beginner. That you know, Nature Strip could be um, could be forced into a pressure situation here, um, and who knows what we, we could expect from Rothfire. Uh, we've got Lost and Running, who is a bit, I think, a bit of a flat track bully, uh, but we'll get a better guide on him on Saturday. And then the X factor is sorry, I keep saying X. Gtra, Nature Strip hasn't beaten Gtra. There you go. Um, mm. So Gitra uh, beat him in Lightning. He beat him in the Concord uh, 12 months ago and he beat him home in the Everest. Um, mm. But he's out of the market, Gitra. Uh, obviously, he had a, a less than spectacular two-run campaign in the uh, in the winter. But given that he had a longish spell off his, uh, off his Sydney campaign, um, I think the circumstances can be overlooked. And uh, he comes into this race as the as the sniper. I think mm. that he's the uh, he's yeah, by having a bet at the prices that are currently on offer. It'll be Gitra. Mm. and he's got the grouse Animo trial for. Has he? Of course yeah. he does. And Animo made him look second rank in that trial. DK <laughs> trials, mate. Why you keep talking up trial? Trials, no. Speaking of, speaking of trials, <laughs> yeah. I've got some commentary read trials here. Yeah, I, I thought Rothfire's trial? action in his trials was nowhere near as good Ooh. as previously. I'd be I'd be concerned there, to be honest, if I was mm. going to be a Rothfire punter. I've got to learn about a few things here. Yeah, learn if, well, he's a gelding, yeah, well, so he's, he still here, isn't he? I'll learn about him, learn about lost in running. So there's a bit, bit to be learned here. There won't, there'll be no hiding in this race, so get a good guy. He was, he was you know, put to the sword, he's straight to the front, showed everything he had, and I just... Yeah, Jonker tried really well against him. I know Jonker had issues the other day, so I'd forgive that run. But just comparing how he moved, and he's had that injury, he's had that setback. Um, yeah, I wasn't 100% sold in his action, which is probably the main thing I look at in trials, to be honest. So, um, lost in running, I thought, tried really well. Oh, yeah, where's, where's, where's this horse going to pop up and win a race? Is this it, or is it going to be further down? Well, the, the problem with this race is Nature Strip has a slot, Eduardo has a slot, Gitra has a slot, Master Crusader, Lost in Running, Rothfire all have a slot. So Mark's commentary, like, who wants to win the race? Well, Handle the Truth and Adalong probably just have absolutely none. All these horses, there's none of them there that are coming out to prove anything, probably bar Rothfire, who's coming back and saying, well, can I get back to the level that I was at? So they probably have something to prove. But the rest of them, we saw it with these races sort of last year. Um, there's, there's not a whole heap of intent from a lot of these horses and a lot of these trainers and jockeys because they've already, they're into the grand final. This is just a prep run for it. Mm. Mark? Yeah, but uh, look, but they get to um, to cite each other, I guess. Mm. Um, the uh, the interesting point about Rothfire is that we had a good man, Adam Blenko, on a few weeks ago um, who um, bagged the four-year-olds mercilessly. He said that you know, the four-year-olds are really going to dispute to be up against it this season. So another reason to get a cider on Rothfire is the fact that he's... Um, Quite huge question marks over him on a number of fronts. Mm. The other one is, um, you know, can that age group measure up against these uh, these war horses? Mm. Oh, Interesting stuff. Can't wait. It's going to be an absolute uh, Super Saturday, and hopefully uh, the COVID scare with uh, one of those jockeys up at Randwick. It's uh, it's not a spreading event, or there's no spread, and everyone. Uh, can get around safely and the meeting can go ahead. But he's a great man, PVL. He would not let COVID <laughs> derail a meeting at Rare. <laughs> for, for well, certainly that's that's the ultimate feather in his cap. But, uh, yeah, I, I, yesterday's meeting uh, proceeded, so I, I'm not, I don't have an update on what uh, what the latest is, but um, I, I presume it's all, all under, um, under control. Of course it is. 
And that's why he's Peter Volandis. All right, thanks, Mark. Good luck. And uh, if you want to catch more of Mark's thoughts, make sure you head to Racing Rant. Uh, the guys have got a fantastic little chat room and uh, great commentary on Sydney racing. It's worth checking out. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Scoot. See you, DK. And uh, good on you, Nico. Thanks, Mark. Outstanding. All right. Well, uh, we've got a new segment. It's called uh, Mug's Moral. Our mate uh, Mug Punner on Twitter is going to uh, send in his best bet each week, and he's found patient, one. Patient died last week. We, 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 we didn't do it on the show, but got Big the parade. It was two ninety in the evens or something, evens or something like that. Patient died. Went awful, didn't it? Dan, I must have had a big crack. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I think I we all, all had a bit of crack. It was just one of those days. They all got beat. Yeah. Funny, uh, funny track. Both. It's good that uh, racing's back at very Randwick. Good, but, uh, very said, good on the tooth for Mug, too. Very good on the tooth. Connor's got to get his tips and his dietary, uh, what he's doing for dinners and whatnot. He's, he, he he, he's, a, he's an absolute beauty. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a big little birdie man. And uh, he sent us in the video. So let's have a look at uh, Mug's moral for the week on screen now. This is the Mug's moral for little birdie, Mug punter, and bet doctor. It is Montefilia in race nine. The Kingston Town Stakes over 2,000 metres. Great return first up in the Chelmsford Stakes. Ran very good. Time flew home. It looked like it was going to be in, but good trial for this race. Its main aim is something in Melbourne, the Caulfield Cup, maybe the Metropolitan, but this looks like a very good bet at $6 on Wednesday night. So, guys, that is the Mugs Moral of the Day. If you want my full selections for the card, just check the Mug Punter on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you, guys, and good luck. And what does the Mug say when we find the winner? Go find your bookie. I love the little sign-off there. Go find your bookie. Who's the line? So uh, race nine, number three, Montefilia in the Kingston Town Stakes. Looks like yeah, a really winnable race. For her, I would have thought you've got Cucaracha, Shared Ambition, uh, Spirit Ridge. I think that's one of uh, the early money yeah. bets at Top Sport. Well, we saw, days. It, we saw her in that replay just She's before. Charges a line into third behind, think it over. Um, yeah. She, she stretched out to 2,400 before. I really think 2,000 is going to be a best trip. Up. So. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely I, I agree think, with Mug there. Uh, Mug on the money. So uh, I tell you what, it's already been back sixteen to five dollars at Top Sport. So Mug moves the market. We've already seen it last <laughs> week with uh, with Big Parade. So Mug's Morale is uh, is definitely going to be a segment that we're going to have every week before our Top Sport early bets. And let's have a look at those big bets. Uh, top sport early. It's uh, my horse, Wisdom of Water, race two, number five, fifteen hundred at four sixty. I think it's into about three eighty now. It might pop back out. I think uh, there's enough to suggest it will drift again. So no, no reason to uh, dive into three eighty there. It'll uh, drift again. And race five, number six, is the next bet, uh, three hundred at seventeen dollars. Island edition. See that. It, so it, I remember it flying on the Ballarat Poly that day. Yeah, it's had a run since. It's in the prelude. Hasn't had a run That's since. Said, but, okay. um, another one of those good sort of maiden horses, real sort of back end figures, wasn't it? That mm. last six hundred yeah. was enormous. And uh, I rode it quiet, and it just yeah, took off. How mm. he sort of measures up in the, the mm. next sort of class will be interesting, but um, definitely look to have some talent. And the Behemoth boys are cashed up here. Race eight, number one, uh, fifteen hundred at seven fifty. I think you might get better, Behemoth. Mm. There's a lot of talk about Bo Ross. He's the mm. weight horse, probably. He'll, you know, beat Behemoth in a futurity. Om Thunderstruck comes in the race. Yeah, he's kind of the X factor. I would be sort of just you might get seven fifty, maybe even eight dollars late Behemoth. Yep. And Spirit Ridge is the other one, race nine, number four. So that's uh, taking on Mug. So we'll uh, we'll be pulling its tail. But good luck if mm. uh, if that's your ticket out there. A thousand at six fifty on Spirit Ridge. I'd say that's a horse of uh, Johnny Walters, who uh, I think Johnny's uh, had his uh, sentence reduced by a month, so he's uh, he's back in business in December. Something. So he, he gets something. So still uh, puzzling that it's uh, six months down to five months, at, and given uh, some of the other suspensions at the moment, he's going to be doing as as much time as all the co- co- Cobra yeah. Jockey breaches. It's it's mind-boggling stuff. But uh, it's been a big show. We've uh, pushed a couple of DK's buttons. We've got uh, a bet tomorrow at Geelong, and we've covered off uh, all the grass races at Randwick and Caulfield. It's going to be fantastic stuff. Nico is going to uh, be doing his late mail uh, from the TV. He's been uh, flying, really. Can't wait to see him get back on course. He's had a jab. He's, uh, he's ready to go. He's chomping at the bit. And uh, hopefully they can just start opening up everything uh 
DK needs a haircut. Mm, I need a haircut. Pressing the missus are going to have to get the clippers out, maybe. I oh, fear the worst there, anyway. You're getting, getting desperate here, anyway. Woolly around the sides, but... Uh, Start wearing a hat like you. Surely uh, things will change soon for the better. And if you want to change for the better, make sure you check out punningform.com.au. They have got a killer database, and it's worth a look. I think $11 is the uh, the cheapest entry point there, but uh, you can uh, get all the bells and whistles for two ninety seven a month. Make sure you check them out. All right, that's a wrap from us. Uh, make sure you check out the Brownlow stuff that we've got. Uh, the Brownlow stream on Sunday night. We're going to go through uh, for three hours watching the Brownlow. You're welcome to come in, DK. If you've got nothing better to do on Sunday night, probably busy. No, Have a couple of sherbets. Bit of entertainment. The boys love you on the couch if yeah. you can be bothered. We've got uh, <laughs> yeah. enough space here. The density limits and rules. You could come in if you wanted to. Oh, cheer, cheer home. I think sure. Clayton Oliver's the one that we've we've backed. Is it? Yeah, yeah. round 10 yeah. and yeah, to win the whole thing. Okay. So uh, thoughts and prayers with us there. Mm. Oh, that'll be good. He'll get beaten one and no, more fresh come on. Be like no. an animo job into third in the blue diamond, Nico. Wasn't you still fun. having nightmares? Yep. That's <laughs> just crazy. He's like it? the best three-year-old to win 300,000 and got beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Brownlow strength. Give us strength. Give Clayton all of us strength. And it's going to be an absolutely fantastic week of sport. And uh, good luck on the punt. <laughs>